I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. My guest today is someone I have a tremendous amount of respect for, someone who's full of positive energy, and I'm talking about Christina DiDonato. I had a blasty blast with this conversation. We talked about what it's been like for her being the mayor's daughter, what it's been like at DiDonato's since COVID hit, all the things they've had to do to keep on trucking. Also, we talk about the Christmas light show that's going on right now. Hey, Christina, I went to it twice. Amazing. You are incredible. And I have a disclaimer about this episode. I messed up, people. Uh, In this episode, I'm giving a shout out to my amazing, incredible, wonderful teachers. And I messed up on one of their names. It's you, Miss Alyssa. Miss Alyssa, I call you Miss Alexa in this conversation. I know your name. You're you're such a good teacher. I apologize. Also want to give an extra shout out to Mr. Anthony, Miss Caitlin, and the rest of you will hear your shout outs in this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Christina DiDonato. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now. Christina, we're doing this. Hey, Mr. Sam. <laughs> we were talking about how we were. you get a little nervous beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like I still do 55 episodes later. 556. But I bet you could guess which one I got the most nervous for. Um, uh, I can guess which one. You've listened to a lot of them. <laughs> I have listened to most of your podcasts. I love hearing different stories about the people that I grew up with or just maybe met. Hearing their different perspectives on things. and that, I'm so like proud. That, that I'm like, when you told me that, because I asked you to be on the show, I didn't even know if you heard of it. I mean, probably from, uh, you know, one or two, but that you listened so many and like that you actually liked it. Yeah. I was like, no way. No, it's awesome. Thinking like, back, like, do you have one or two that like really stick out to you? So, of course, I have to say my dad, Steve. Um, and then, so you interviewed both my cousins, Amy and Stacy, mm-hmm. and they're like my big sisters, so I always, that's awesome, and I am partial to, and I don't think I ever told him this, but Ricky's was just like, I literally listened to it while I was folding laundry one day, and I was just like, I cried with Ricky, I laughed with Ricky. Really? It was awesome podcast. Ricky Funky Cow. Yeah. What did you cry with? No, I just, Ricky's so like open and really just like. I loved how open he was and went through, like, what he went through in high school and just, like, the journey he's been through, you know, in Hamilton. And he gives back to the community so much. So much. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah. I love talking to him. Yeah. He's like, you got to be ready because, like, all cylinders are are firing with Ricky. You just got to be ready on, on the ball with him. Yeah. So, oh, I never answered the question. The one I was definitely most nervous for was your dad, <laughs> was Big Papa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mayor, yeah. and you went into his space. I think. Right? Yeah, I've yeah. only I've only done that twice, and uh, yeah, I went I went into your space, the Didonato Fun Center. Yeah, and uh, we did it from there, and I was flipping out the entire time. I'm like, I'm really talking to the mayor. Oh my god! And he 
I know I'm partial because, of course, he's my dad, but he never comes off that way to anybody and really doesn't want to come off to, <laughs> that way to anybody. Like, he's just regular Steve, and that's that's what that's yeah. his thing. Gives so his phone awesome. number to the whole town. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone take him up on that? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, his daughter more than anybody. <laughs> I mean, although this is a this is a question from a resident of Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I call him the people's mayor for a reason. So yeah. I'll stick by that. So <clears throat> I've got to ask you, and I'm asking you from one business owner to another. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. How are you? <laughs> you know, um, what we always say is. 127. That's the number of days we were closed this year um, at Zidonato's. Um, we actually put that number on one of the train cars <laughs> that one, we built this 127, year. 127. The huh? train cars for our Holiday Express and the Easter and Halloween event um, all have special numbers to our family on them. And, you know, they're usually happy numbers, a birthday, an anniversary, something special. But we put 127 on one. And it's because... It's 127 days our family will never forget from 2020. What were those 127 days like for you guys? So I have to say that, like, growing up and everything, my parents are amazing. And they are the hardest workers, I know I'm partial, but that you'll ever meet. And every single day for 127 days, my dad still woke up and went in the alley. Really? Every single day. And we were closed, and every single day he was there. Um, and my mom and our family and, um, you know, our staff was, had to be laid off. Yeah. And I have to give a shout out to our manager, Jimmy, who has been there since literally the day I was born. Really? And he was also there with us every step of the way. And, um, you know, it was all small businesses. That's why it's so important to support small businesses this year. And small businesses in any form. Reed, right? Camp. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, the bowling center. The restaurants in town. Our, our shops on the Whitehorse Pike and on Bellevue. Like, you know, there's like that meme that goes around. Like, when somebody buys from a small business, like a family actually does a happy dance. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. So, yeah, it's like, but it's so true. Like, oh, my gosh. When you buy or support a small business or like... There's a good review. Say somebody gives, mm. we just got um, a message right before I walked in um, to Dinato's Facebook. And it was a family that came to the, the our drive-thru last night. And it was just such a nice, like, note from a mom who just was like, thanks for giving my son a great experience. You know, it went on in detail. But I literally, like... All of our families on a text chain. I'm like, look at this message we just got. Yes, you know yes. what I mean? Like, and it just, like, that fuels you when you're in small business. Do you yes. know what I mean? Because yes. that's what well, you're I, in it for. Yeah, and, and the same <laughs> thing could be said, I mean, the same thing could be said on the other side too. It's like, man, almost twofold. Like when someone comes at you with something that maybe uh, they're dissatisfied with or something, uh, you know, brings something to your attention. It's just like, it just, I don't know about you, it weighs on me. Mm-hmm. Weighs, weighs, almost twofold. Because, like, I hear the beautiful things that people say, and it just makes me so happy. Uh, and then I go about my day. But it might make my day. But, man, when it when it's anything, like, anything at all, it's just, like, you, I take it so much to heart. Like, it's so important to me that everyone gets the best experience here. Um, and, and your place happens to 
get rave reviews. There, <laughs> Thank you. Well, there was like a uh, – wasn't there a thing on Facebook about six months ago where they were asking, what are your favorite places to eat in Hamilton? And the shout-outs to your <laughs> restaurant were overwhelming well we just feel so blessed there's so many great places in hamilton there For are sure. and i love going to all of them <laughs> so when um people like give us an extra shout out or something we just feel extra blessed you're right you know a business and a family business and a small business is just like an extension of your being yes <laughs> so with the good you ride really high and even the smallest you know negative feedback and even if it's constructive it hits you hard right yeah. in the heart right but you just got to keep moving and pushing forward <laughs> yes and that's what 2020 has been about for like everybody right moving just, forward <laughs> just pushing what did you do what did you do and how were you guys during your 127 days um you know i think like everybody in the whole world you know what i mean there was ups and downs and just just trying to plan out when when are we going to reopen? Mm. What is that going to look like? How can we make it as safe and healthy for our guests and our staff as possible? You know, start bundling be, up the PPE. and Well, and, you're, you're in a, a really weird situation because, like, you know, we are a school. Some places are a restaurant. You are a multiple. <laughs> you guys have so much going on there. Yeah. It, it, it was – we literally um, – Cleaned everything that you could possibly clean. Every day we were cleaning a new thing. Like, repainting everything that you could repaint. Just trying to stay busy and just so that when we could open our doors in July, um, we were ready to roll. So 127 days closed, but that was by far not 127 days not working. No, yeah. It was every day. It was every day. I say, I say that and I... I have told my dad this before, but I say he fought for our business every single day, meaning that just like going into work and coming up with a plan and you know what I mean? Working everything that you could possibly work. What was the hardest part about getting Didonato's COVID ready? Um, honestly, our staff is amazing. They <laughs> were supportive from like the moment that we put plans into place. So I would say that getting it COVID ready, we we already were like probably obsessively clean and had <laughs> probably OCD issues yeah. about that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? For sure. So you're dealing then, with food, yeah, yeah. You have to be yeah, exactly. So and then just making sure everything was ready, and f especially for the holiday season, even though it was like five months after the reopening, um, coming up with multiple plans to make it work for our holiday season with the train because that's like our biggest. Mm. Um, but I would say. As far as tough moments, definitely, you know, and I'm sure it was for you guys at Reed, like that day in March where it was like, oh, like, are things going to be closed down two weeks? Okay, mm. well, let's all go in. Like, we emptied out, you know, because we deal with food. So it was, we emptied out our fridges, deep cleaned everything. Do you know what I mean? We all split up food to take home for the staff and everything. And it was kind of like, and my kids were there too. Um <laughs> nobody even knew no, what was going on at that no. point. And I would say that was like a really tough day because it was the day that the doors closed and, you know, and you don't know when you're going to reopen. And my son is only three, but he's very intuitive. And he said, you know, oh, no, like, who has the keys? Why? <gasps> why is Gamps closing? Like, 
like he was trying to like comprehend everything going on around him. Like, can't we just have the keys and we're just going to open back up? Like, why can't we? Do you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You does. know, and to see that like three year old mentality of trying to like figure, figure it, it out, out while we are trying to figure it out, and we had no idea. Do you know what I mean? Not a clue. But that day definitely sticks in my head. Yeah. Have you guys? Because didn't you build? Did you build an extension so that people can eat outdoors? Yes. Yes. Um, we have our what we're calling our pin deck. Pin deck. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of such a thing. What's a pin deck? So a pin deck, like for bowling, for the bowling lanes, pin, oh, and so we duh. named the deck. <laughs> off of that and it's called the pin deck it's an outdoor area with you know sheltered um with fans underneath of it and some twinkly lights mm-hmm. and um we use that while the weather is still good it's can't use it right now with the cold cold weather do you know what i mean yeah but we still have our gutter room which is um open air yeah so we can offer outdoor eating for everyone and we have heaters out there a fireplace yeah are people coming in we're very very blessed yes we're very blessed I was kind of scared to ask that question. No, we're very, we're very, very blessed. You know, I, I don't think you could ever compare 2020 to any other years and mm. everything like that. But we're very blessed to have a great staff and really supportive guests. Well, you also have some kicking food. Oh, thank you. Oh, my. Yo, can we talk about the food? <laughs> Who put that menu together? Oh, my gosh. We are so, so, so lucky that we had a team with us from the beginning um, that has been so awesome. And now the um, whole kitchen is under the guidance of Chef Anthony Sacco. Yo, shout and- out to you, Anthony Sacco. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and he's, I mean, what he puts together, like, I ate the tacos the other night, and I'm like, <sighs> oh, my goodness. Mm. This is good. Yeah. It's good stuff right now. Oh, man. So I'm, I am I try my best six <laughs> days a week to eat my low-carb foods, <laughs> yeah. drink a lot of water, you know, don't binge at night. But, man, when Saturday rolls around, if I can go to Donato's <laughs> and get some cheese steak egg rolls. And I don't even know where you guys come up with these pizzas. There was, like, one with French fries on it. <laughs> yeah. The alley pizza. The, I, cheese I, steak, French fries. Yes. Yeah. Like, everything. Yeah. Everything, everything is on, on that pizza. Everything. Some egg roll sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I put it down there. <laughs> It's it's awesome. if I if I need a cheat meal meal I know where to go. That's awesome. Uh, if I worked there, I'd be doomed. <laughs> I, you'd have to roll me down with the pins. Yeah, yeah. We sh- we definitely try to be more cognizant. All of us that are there. All the Do time. you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool that you have such a good atmosphere. That uh, and the people that you had to lay off that did, a lot of them came back. We're or? so lucky that our we were able to bring our staff back. Yeah, and, that's um, wonderful. And have have. We're like a family over there. Do you know what I mean? So that is wonderful. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So do you partake in the whole thing? Do you do bowl? <laughs> I, I do. I I was a high school bowler. Oh. I bowl from the time I was little. I'm not gonna lie. I don't what? bowl as much anymore. Not because I don't love it and wish I could still bowl, but just the time isn't quite there. But I hmm. do love bowling with my kids. What's your I high score? Um, I don't even remember my whole. 270. No way. No, no. I did a 280 in high school. No way. Yeah. What is that, like eight strikes? 278. You're like a pro. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. Was there like 20 more points you can get? (laughs) That's it. Um, Well, 300. Yeah, 300. But yes, I was, when I was bowling frequently in high school, 
I, I it was it was good. But it, it, since then, I don't I don't know if right now I could lift my ball that I bowled with. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Oh, man, I didn't get to work out at all during quarantine. <laughs> I, I didn't get to. I was so unmotivated. I'm finally feeling like I can lift the things I did before. Yes. Feeling yeah. like myself again, you know? Yes. Hey, so big question. Yeah. What's it like working with? The man, the myth, the legend, the people's mayor of Hamilton. I mean, that's your dad. You guys ever have father-daughter moments? Or? Yeah, I feel so lucky. Like, I know, like, probably everybody's like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I feel so lucky that every day I get to go work with my dad. I really do. Really? Yeah, because I've always looked up to him from the time I was little. Um, I did go into education um, because we were definitely he was talking so, about that later. Yeah, my dad and mom were so like, "You need to go to college. We want you to go to college. We want you to." And my mom was a teacher, and it was definitely like another passion of mine. And I really, you know, loved my time in the classroom. And then when I had Luke, I was kind of like, "All right, Dad." Can I come back now? <laughs> Can I come back to the family business? Because I was so, always, I never stopped working at the alley. Um, we did the major renovations in 2012 when I was still teaching. And so I was bartending and While there, you were a full-time yeah. teacher? While you were doing lesson plans at home? Yeah. Are yes. you crazy? And then, um, you know, constantly doing stuff still it was it's a family business so you know you're always involved and then i came back um on you know full time what what made you I decide had... to go with that as opposed to being a full-time teacher so i'm not my passion was always at in our family business like from the time that we were little we we were always there you know we used to have to like clean off tables to go play video games like do you know what i mean so it was just like entrenched in who we were um and then when I had my kids um it really gave me a little bit of flexibility to be home with them during the day Mm. or literally when Luke was little we had a playpen in the office (laughs) and Luke would nap with the sound of bowling pins and um (laughs) so you know I feel really blessed to be able to be there with my parents every day and um, our staff and my pop-up is going to be 90 and he still Ooh, is at the, Is he the one that after there was the big fire, he was like, time to rebuild. Yes. Yes. My pop-up tip who, um, is amazing and he's there every morning cleaning the trash on the No way. Lot. And so just, if, <laughs> I, I said that and some people might not know what I'm talking, I was talking about. So like when I did interview, uh, the people's mayor, he was telling me this incredible story of, of just what happened again. In 1966, and my, I, I, like, I can't even comprehend how this is, like, actual. So my mom and pop-up <laughs> had three boys under seven, under six, three sons under, like, babies. Their business burns to the ground on Mother's Day. Burns to the ground. Oh, on Mother's Day. And the next morning, my pop-up is like, we're, we're going to re- rebuild. <sighs> Your family is a different breed, Christina. You yeah. guys are a different breed. So I just, yeah, he's there every morning doing the trash. Wow. Yeah. 90? And my, he'll be 90 in May. Right on. And my mom was also there every, every, every day until she passed away. 90 years in Hamilton? My pop-up? Yeah. 
Yeah. I can't remember if Pop-Up was born in Philly and came here like when he was very little or born in Hamilton. So the DiDonato family has been in Hamilton for like close to 100 years. Because his parents lived here. Oh, my God. Yeah. So over 100 years. Yeah. Wow. I I can't remember if he was born in Philly. They came from Philly. My pop-up might have spent like the first couple years of his life in Philly it's, and then came here. It all makes sense because half the people I meet here, it turns out is like a distant cousin of yours. It's like <laughs> oh my God. You guys are everywhere. <laughs> and a lot of you guys are teachers, right? Yeah. So that's on my mom's side. And yeah. And yeah, Stace, my brother is a teacher still. Yeah. Did my, you hear Stacy's uh, podcast? Yes, of course I listened to <laughs> Stacey's podcast. And I was going to text her today. I haven't even had... Everybody's been so busy, but I was going to be like, um, any last minute pointers, Stace? So now I'm too late, Stace. <laughs> Yo, Stacy, Stacy was so funny. She kept saying for months, like half a year, what am I going to say? I got nothing to talk about. But when she would talk to me about how she had nothing to talk about, she would have me in stitches, like just cracking up. She's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. We're so lucky. Yeah. So like our whole side of the family on that side is teachers, which yeah. I think is like awesome. Teachers. My cousin, Aaron, um... Donato is a teacher too in the high school. So lots of teachers in our family. Very cool and strong, strong business people and the mayor. And the mayor. We're so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so very cool. So I got to ask you, uh, what goes in to the train rides? Because we were just there. What feels (laughs) like yesterday, going around, seeing all the spooks. We were getting our pumpkins, climbing up that thing, just having a good old time at the Halloween train. Right. And what, we blinked? And boom, Christmas, a whole Christmas thing is going on there. One week, five million lights. One week turnover. Did you say 5,000? Nope. Five million lights you said displays. Five million lights. <laughs> it's amazing out there. Yo, which it's, I'm going to go see this weekend. World. Good, good. It's its own world out there. And um, it's probably my favorite time of year because you get to see the kids, like, and their faces light up when they see those lights and Santa and all that good stuff that's out there. And feel so lucky that we're able to do it. And this year we had to do the switchover from the train to the drive. Um, mm-hmm. So now you do it in the comfort of your own car. Oh, but we did the train yeah. with Halloween. Yep, you did the train with Halloween. And then um, we heard November 30th, um, Governor Murphy changed the rules for outdoor gatherings from mm. 150 to 25. Um, and we just wanted to keep our staff and our guests as safe as possible. So we, in, in one week, <laughs> That's again, insane. we did a turnover to a full drive through event and you still have Santa and Mrs. Claus and strike the snowman dancing and there's still presents and there's still like this whole experience, not just a drive through. Um, who, awesome. who came up with this idea? So my dad built the, well, we call it a train, but it's a tractor with car. <laughs> and it's, you know, this design to make it look like a train. Um, he built it for a Halloween parade, downtown Halloween no parade. No way, it all started with a parade yeah. here. So it started with the Qantas Halloween parade. And then we had this train and we were like, what are we going to do with this train? <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, and then we started with the Christmas train five years ago. 
And oh, it's so new. Yeah, this is only five years old. It's like as long as I've been here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought it was like 25, 30 years. No, it's only five. And oh, it's my like, God. It's like our little baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 That It looks like it takes uh, quite a bit of work to put that thing together. It's it's definitely um, a labor of love. <laughs> we... Um, it's worth it. We love seeing the kids' faces. Yes. Honestly, we have so many good memories from when we were little growing up and around the holidays and everything. When I was little, um, because of the bowling center, um, Santa was never at the bowling center. But I remember my dad My dad worked around the clock when we were little. And he would come home and say, oh, I talked to Santa. He came to the bowling center tonight. And that was like always the thing when we were growing up. <laughs> Santa would come talk to my dad at the bowling center. So now it's fun. We actually have Santa at the bowling center. <laughs> yeah, dreams do come yeah, true. Exactly. Wow, I feel like our town is so lucky to have this for the kids. I mean, this little town of Hamilton. I mean, I come from like New York City, you know, and like big places like Florida. It's just like I've never seen in such a condensed space so much for families to do and feel comfortable around and just to go and have fun and and something to look forward to because, you know, we're only getting that uh, two times a year. So it's really something for us to look forward to. Right. So it's so cool that you guys do that. Yeah. Well, we're lucky to be in Hamilton. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like. Do you love it? We love it. You do love it, huh? Yep. Yep. I love it. What do you love about it? I think I love how close knit everybody is. <laughs> I said, like, we almost have that, like, um, mentality of, like, everybody, you know, when you need to, everybody can come together so quickly. Do you know what I mean? And it's like that family environment. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So. I mean, we needed people around, and you were one of them. You were. I cannot yeah. thank you enough. Like, uh, there were some very difficult times, very difficult times. And um, my wife is very strong. And, like, I, I'm a bit of a softie, you know. <laughs> I get emotional. I, I freak out when things aren't going perfectly. And uh, just hearing things from someone like you who just seems so grounded and so respectable, uh, you really, like, made some difficult days not so difficult. So Wow, thank you so much. Are you thanking me the for feelings that? Mutual. <laughs> the feelings mutual. You're thanking me. Oh, my gosh. So No, I think it's awesome what you and Lisa do here um, because you give, like, this safe place for kids, and you took in kids that needed a home this year more than ever with older kids. Do you Isn't know what I mean? So, yeah, like, everybody's like, and you guys are like, oh, give us all the kids. And I'm like, you guys are, like, amazing and finding ways to make it work and coming up with plans. And I'm like, that, but that's that's why I say I love Hamilton. Do you know what I mean? Like, you we'll saw make a it need work. and you were like, all right, the families of Hamilton have an issue. Let's, we're going to, we're all going to work together. We're going to solve this issue. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We knew that, that this was going to be something some people need. I had no idea that type of reaction we were going to get from, you know, a plethora of parents just literally like with tears in their eyes, just like, thank you. Like we're saving them. We're giving them the ability to go to their job or maybe they just don't feel comfortable with the homeschool thing or right. some of them don't even want their kid going to the public school. So they're just sending them to us, you know, and they're doing the online thing. It has been a j -j journey. <laughs> and, I can't imagine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, people, I, I laugh when I'm looking on Facebook and people are complaining about having to do the online learning with their one kid. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm running to eight, nine, ten different kids. Just like, this guy's got scheduled, but this girl's got a science test and this one skipped her work. What are you doing skipping your work? I'm like, it is bonkers. No. It, it definitely has... Um, 
some things about it that makes me bummed out. And the, and I have to apologize to you because um, there's nothing I can do about it with uh, COVID rules and, and the way we have to run things now. It's like we have this uh, this whole group of new young students who I try my very best for them to get the experience of me in the classroom and, and, and get uh, everything that I love to bring to them. But I'm I'm st- I'm I don't want to say stuck, but like I am with a class of my own, and it's yeah. the older kids, and they're they they have a lot of stuff they need from me, so I don't get to go to all the little kids like before and give yeah. them the full experience. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I couldn't be happier with the teachers. Yeah. Uh, they're they have stepped up a lot of them. I'm gonna have them on the podcast. That's uh, awesome. Yes, I'm so stoked for that. They're, That's so cool. They give me hope because like they're only 21 years old, but man, if I was when I was 21, I could not do what they do. Yeah. They hold it down in the classroom. That's awesome. Can I give them a little shout out? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Miss Lexi, Miss Christina, Miss Alexa. You guys are just rocking, and of course we have Miss Angela and. The one and only Miss Jamie, who's just, you know, she's incredible. So it's been, we've been very lucky. As you would say, we've been very blessed. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's what we need more of in 2020. That That's what you have to look for, just those little things. And I just think it's awesome what you guys are doing here. Thank you. you we do have to look for things like that. You can tell that you genuinely care, and that's what makes a difference. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and the same with you. I mean, when you genuine, genuinely care, I don't think it's hard to see. I think people can see through fake BS if, if they don't really care. And I think that they can see when someone really is passionate. Right. Uh, I mean, you are so clearly passionate. And um, if someone thought I wasn't passionate, I don't know what they would be thinking. Cause this is, you know, I got my family, I got a few hobbies, but like teaching is, is, you know, a huge part of my life. Yeah. It's definitely a calling. A teaching is a calling. It's not a, prof- it is a profession and you are, do you know what I mean? But it's a calling. It's a special, special, special person. How were your teachers growing up? Fantastic. I I had so many great teachers that really, like, just shaped me into the person that I am today. You know, and, you you know, you can always recall, like, a couple. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I want to be that teacher. Yeah, (laughs) I want to be that teacher. And then I was really lucky. I, I went to Rowan for all my professional degrees, and I had really great professors there, too. Do you know what I mean? That yes. really like shaped, make you realize like that teaching is a calling. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Let's, and they were like the tough professors. Like I'm sure you had that too. And oh you're yeah. Like, but and then you look around, and you're like, oh my god, they're weeding us out. Like they, yeah, they, you, the ones that you want to make proud. Yeah. Like you're not scared of them. You just have so much respect for them that like you want them to be like so happy with the work that you turn into them. Yeah. And if they're not, you just feel like, Ugh. yeah. No, you I know. failed a parent or something. I know, I know. Let's talk about that because, you know, to me, you are uh, Christina DiDonato Dillon <laughs> uh, of the bowling alley, of a fantastic businesswoman. Um, Thank you. <laughs> really? No, no, really. Like, Lisa and I look up to you. I mean, Lisa wants to have, like, a little powwow with you one day and, like, uh, get to pick your brain, you know? <laughs> um, but, like, I had no idea about your history in the education field. Um so degrees galore. Did you like just graduate? I just got my doctorate. You just in, got your doctorate. Yeah, in May. Dorothy. In educational leadership? Yes. Why did you continue studying in education? <laughs> I know, like as so I always and this is like so I went 
for my undergrad, and my parents, if they were on here, they would tell you that they had a fight with me tooth and nail to finish undergrad, and that if you would have told them that I would be going for my doctorate, they'd be like, wait, our daughter, Christina? Wait a minute, <laughs> you wanted to quit school? Yeah, I, because I wanted to be at the bowling center. I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to be at the bowling center. <laughs> like, why? Um, I don't understand you. You seem like someone who wants to teach, but yet you don't want to. <laughs> what, what do you want? So it's like, it honestly is my passion. And I think that's why I'm so grateful that we have the train. Because mm. I know this sounds weird, but I think that you can get on it as a teacher. Like, get on board with this as a teacher. Like, I still get to plan events and organize things as a teacher would. But for like this many kids instead mm. do you know what i mean so i still get to see kids and use like that background and everything well anyway so i started going for education and i fell in love with it as oh you did while got, you were studying as soon as i got in the classroom mm, i was gonna say I, did you fall in love with it yeah, studying or I, being in the I, class as soon as I, I didn't like the sitting in, mm. at a desk and learning do you know I, what I mean i always tell teachers i'm like hey you go into class and that's where your real learning yes. starts. And I always, yes. So as soon as I started learning, as soon as I started getting in the classroom, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I love this. This is like my passion. Do you know what I mean? What and do you I, love about it? I love the little ones. So my degree is in early childhood. And I got in the classroom. And when you can take, um, a lot of my practicum work was in um, low socioeconomic districts. Yeah. So yeah, when yeah. I could take a child and really impact them and their family life and kind of like this whole experience and teach the whole child, I found that that was like my passion. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that uh, I know what you mean, being yeah. a, especially a Montessori teacher. Uh, could you explain what you mean by teaching to the whole child? Because not everyone's heard that term. So there's so much more than like math and science to teaching. And it's that physical, mental, emotional, social health that is so important. Um, so I found that that was my passion, especially that social emotional learning piece. Um, so I was teaching, um, I met my husband, it was wonderful. And I decided to go for my master's in school administration and I transferred school districts and I worked under, um, a great, great Dr. Matt Mazzoni, who is the superintendent of Folsom right now. And he was wonderful, and I learned so much about leadership from him. Mm. Um, and was able to build on kind of what my family had taught me about leadership. And I was he must it, have really impacted you because I can tell you are a leader. Like it just, <laughs> it just glows from you. Thank you. I mean, all I had to do was go to the train once and look <laughs> at how you you handle things. Me and Lisa, we were observing. We were like, oh, she's got it. She holds it down. She's good. Oh, I'm lucky. I have a great staff there. Like, they're fantastic. That helps, we too. Do. We do. <laughs> My parents and I, we have a great staff, and they're wonderful, and they're, they're like, Are they going to listen to this? Should we give them a shout-out? Um, I don't think any of them will, but if they do, um, my train kids, <laughs> that's what I call them. Some have been with me since they were, like, little, and now they're in college. And I'm, like, so oh thankful God. for them every day. <laughs> and they know that they make the experience. And, like, I literally cry. Like, last week I cried because I was, like, these kids, when, I, when we get reviews – parents mention and your staff was awesome your staff was so respectful and like i'm like I'm like a proud mom <laughs> like they're amazing yeah so yeah and all of our staff everywhere like uh from 
the lanes to the servers to everybody. Like everybody's killing it. So yeah. I think I got sidetracked. But yeah, we were talking the education and like so you got in the classroom. <laughs> okay, so then I I went for my master's in school leadership. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, I was teaching at that point. I had switched grade levels, um, and I was teaching kindergarten again. Um, and loving it. And I was like, I graduated my master's and before we went up to get our diplomas, the doctoral candidates, um, went up and they got hooded and they were able to, I was able to hear their, uh, dissertation titles. And I was like sitting there and I was like, I want to do that. Did you want, wait, are you, can, can you be addressed now as Dr. D? I I am I am a doctor. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, like no, that. it's uh, it is it is cool. I mean, no disrespect. I, I call you Doctor D Donato, but like to me, Doctor D sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I and it, it, I was like, I want to do that, and so I had um, I did my dissertation right before. So I had my two kids during the my doctoral work. Um, it was definitely the most rigorous and the most difficult thing I've ever, 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 ever done in my whole entire life. Um, I started my dissertate, my doctorate work. Um, what went into the dissertation? Like what kind of work are we talking here? Oh, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And I got to give a shout out to my husband and my parents for that, honestly, because, Luke and Philomena are 12 months apart, so I had them both during mm. my doctoral work. Um, and my husband did bath time most nights, <laughs> and <laughs> I was writing, and my parents would literally come over once in a while in the morning, literally, like, go in our living room and be like, you go write. And we've got the kids. Don't, like, don't even think about it. Just go in the office and write. I hope you know. How now now I'm jumping on this boat of like you are so lucky. <laughs> I oh know. my what I would do to have a grandparent around to just be like, Oh, you'll take them for an hour? Oh <laughs> my god. No, we're like really lucky. We live right next door to my parents. Oh no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um I'm really lucky. We have I have wonderful in laws too and um Drew's, Drew's Drew's family, they live in Pennsylvania. Okay. So we don't get to see them as much, but they like we FaceTime them today and they know I'm doing this podcast and they're they're funny because we did not was on a couple um news networks this week and they they said their DVR is quickly filling up with the <laughs> Didonato stuff. So although they can't physically be present all the time, they are emotionally like a great support system. Oh. So we're so you- really lucky. And then like so like my parents tonight like I was at the alley trying to get something done for like the social media thing and then we're coming here and my husband had something because he's working from home right now um with COVID and my parents, since the train wasn't happening tonight, they had the kids over. We are our own little quarantine pod. That's what we decided. Wow. In the beginning, we went in. We don't, you know, so we're, we're safe around them. So um, we're really lucky. Are you done with school? Yes. 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 When, when, <laughs> wait, are you, are you sure? I am done. <laughs> no, I, I am done. I defended my dissertation in March. And what was funny was it was right before COVID. So, like, I literally didn't know, like, you know, it was in the beginning. We already said this in the beginning, but you didn't really know, like, 
What was going on? What was going on? So I actually, I heard a lot of people, a lot of people thought like, oh, this is a hoax or this is not, not a big deal. It's going to be one of those things that passes over like Ebola went away. And yeah. This, you know, nobody had a clue this was going to affect our lives like this. Right. So I defended my dissertation. So you have to defend in front of your chair, who was, my chair was awesome, and my two committee members. And I get in the room that morning to defend and one of my committee members is like, I'm going to zoom into this. I, I don't I don't feel well. <gasps> it turns out, like, thank God, <laughs> she, she, had it, huh? she was positive, like, very early. It was very early March. Mm. Um, and, then, and then everything happened. But I'm very happy that I was able to defend. I was very happy I was able to defend. What do you mean? So coming from a guy who really knows nothing about defending a dissertation, what do you mean? Like, I wrote the whole... 197 page document. No way. Here I was. I was going to say, like, what was it, 25 pages? <laughs> so 197 pages. Woo! Turn it into my committee. You wrote a book. And then give my presentation. They already read it. Then I give my presentation. And then it comes down to the hard stuff, which is, well, why did you do this? Mm. Do they start throwing questions at <laughs> yeah. Like they are almost like a debate? Yeah, it's like a debate. Wow. And you have to defend your own research and your theoretical framework, what you grounded your research in. You felt strongly about your work? I did feel really strongly about my work. I did it, um, an ethnographic case study on three different districts in South Jersey, um, K to eight districts. And it was on social emotional learning. Um, and I felt really strongly in my work. And what did you learn that surprised you the most? So it was on, it was, it was, it was, it, you did your research on, right, small classrooms? Um, small places. So like, School districts with less than a thousand kids in them. Oh, really yeah. small? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So K to eight districts. Um, usually, there was only one administrator in the building, um, and it was really concentrated on how that administrator, you know, for lack of better words, the administrator interacted with families, and how that promoted social emotional learning in children. Mm. Yeah, so. so, would you go into the classroom and observe? And I did a couple observations in the classroom. I did a lot of interviews. Okay. Yeah, a lot of walkthroughs, um, a lot of interviews. I interviewed at least 10 families from each district along with the school administrator. So it was really cool. I got to talk to a lot of different families and a lot of different families from different areas, different backgrounds, and kind of get their perspective on well, what do you think, like, what do you think your child is learning? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, about, that's but a not, great question. Not, like, map. And some would say, well, I think it's important that, you know, I really want my child to learn how to write a sentence. Do you know what I mean? And that's awesome because you know what it's like when that kid that's struggling finally writes with a period at the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But you also know, I know you do because I've heard you on this podcast before, what it's like when that kid that maybe is a little rough, has some problems, maybe isn't so happy, like makes a friend on the playground. Yeah. Or, and like, as a teacher, that, that hits hard. Like, that's real life. That's real life. And like, these are skills that they're going to take with them that build these skills. And especially the age group you're working with. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, the biggest growth happens between four and nine. Yeah. Yeah. So these skills are going to take them. It really turns them into who they are. Yes. Who they're going to be, yeah. And that's the impact that we have on these kids, and that's why it's my passion. Do you know what I mean? Yes. No, I know what you mean. (laughs) I mean, I have – there's nothing – uh, other than my family and my business, there's nothing I'm more proud of than when I get a former student write to me 
and, and, and thank me for what, uh, whatever it is I did to help influence them to be um, confident or uh, charismatic or whatever mm-hmm. it is that I gave them that made them happy to be where they are at that point in their life. When I get that, I'm just so ecstatic. I show it to like everyone in my family <laughs> yes, and yes. write it down, take a picture. Yes, like, yeah. It means so much to me. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, because I know even when I started out, out this job, you know, uh, I mean, career, job, passion, call it what you want. But when I started at 22 and I knew nothing about classroom management, I was just out of college. I was a little party guy having fun. But at the same time, I cared back then just as much as I do now. So I always had that cheesy little dream of like, oh, if I could change one, you yeah. know, and now I'm at the point where like, I want to impact everybody, you know, and, and I am getting messages from those kids who are now having kids of their own, you know, yeah, which is crazy. No. I, I, I totally get it. And it's funny that you said like about being 22 when you go in the classroom, I think that you would probably say you feel the same way. So I think back to what I did that first year, like right out of college. And I'm like, I cringe. Like I, <laughs> I know that I never, like I always had the true, like my heart was in it. And I was always trying to do like the best that I could for the kids. But like classroom management wise, I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. I can't believe it. Like what? Uh. And, but it was also why my passage when I was a teacher and I wrote about this in my dissertation was teacher leaders. Because a teacher can make a difference to another teacher. How you have so much staff that's like, do you know what I mean? They're in college or coming out of college and how they learn from you. They learn from Lisa. They learn from Jamie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and especially because they really want to learn. They come up to me and ask, you know, really good questions. It makes me so happy. And that's when you really learn as a teacher. Do you know what I mean? Like you learn from each other. Yes. More than you learn that and the textbooks are important. So if anybody is still are they undergrad, though? <laughs> read your books. <laughs> like I feel like as a mom now, I have to be like, read yes. your books, write your papers, do your homework. Yeah, but I'm like, but if you're gonna teach, just get <laughs> just get in that classroom. All right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I learned so much from the teachers, and you know, I didn't. I, I hate to say this. I don't hate to say it. It's true. I, uh, a lot of what I learned was what I don't want to do. You know, I, I yeah. saw teachers who were not passionate, uh, had no control of the class. The kids, some of the kids, feared them as opposed to respecting them. Mm-hmm. As a child growing up, I didn't know the difference. Um, and I realized the type of teacher I want to be because the kids were out of control. They loved me. I loved them. They were getting a mm-hmm. good education, but I wasn't getting any respect. And so I realized, like, I'm not going to be the – I'm never – I am not that guy. I'm not the guy who's just going to start screaming and, and giving consequences that are terrible. I'm just not that guy. Yeah. So I had to find a real balance of me being, hey, uh, I care. Uh, I am, in, in a sense, your friend. But before anything, I'm your teacher, and I I, I expect respect from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took, I would say, three years to start it and maybe 10 years to master it. And now I can walk into any classroom, and I, I know how to earn that respect. Yeah. And that's, and that's, right, a master teacher, right? That's like, yes, it is. And I know you're being modest, right? But that's <laughs> what it is, right? Because that's what your goal is, right, as a teacher, that you could walk into any classroom and that's what a true teacher leader is too, right? Because you can walk into that classroom and you could probably walk into somebody's classroom right now that you didn't even know and have feedback for a brand new teacher. For sure. Yeah. 
For like, sure. And only if they'd be willing to right. hear it. it you know? Exactly. Not like, get, do you know what I mean? But like, that's what I mean is this community. And, you know, that there's like the sense not only amongst, you know, teachers, but like in this world, like, I think that we all just have to work together. Do you know what I mean? And we can yeah. all learn so much from each other. And being here, do you know what I mean? S- totally somebody who impacted who I was as a teacher is Miss Dina. Yeah. Did you go to Reed Preschool? I, I went to Reed. Your, te- your your picture's on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I went to Reed. Grad- I'm a Reed graduate. I know Stacy's going to be mad. Oh, poor Stacy. Why did uh, Stacy? I had to bring that up, Stacy. I told you I'm going to do that Billy Madison uh, <laughs> scenario. She's coming back to preschool, people. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and 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 then I So Miss Dina here. really impacted you, huh? Yeah, I came here, and then I was a camp counselor and taught at Reed when I was going to college. And, wow. you know, just her way with children, how... First of all, how Dina can make up a song for anything. Like, that is, like, that's, like, a next level of being, like, with what, kids. Whatever you know what the mean? situation like, is. Like, whatever. tying your shoe, going to the pool. A, your bowl of soup fell, and it spilled all over. She'll make a song yes, about that. Yes, like, that's amazing. And her her management of a whole school. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And you know, just feels totally blessed. She's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So I don't know if everyone knows this, but like we went to several schools, Lisa and I, when we were trying to find a school to be our own. Oh, nothing even came close. Nothing, nothing. We saw probably 20 schools, not to mention schools we taught at and thought about those. No one came close to Miss Dina. I, I can see that. I know. Like, I know. Like I, there's not many Miss Dinas in the world. No, there's, there's really one. <laughs> there is there's, one. It's kind of just one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, and we still keep in touch with her because we're just like, what do we do? <laughs> you know, she's always there to help us out. And oh, it, it's a good to have her having our backs. And I've it, even called her as a mom, like, during the pandemic. Like, like, and she picks up the phone right away. And you're like... Hi, Miss Dina. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Miss Dina. So glad to see you. Yeah, and you're like, I, I need to talk to you just as a mom. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't she just make you feel so good yeah, and afterwards? Like, and that's I literally told her, I was like, all right, I knew that you I knew that you were the right person to call. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, to be flat out honest, there were times during quarantine, the pandemic, where I would send her like one sentence, like a cry for help. <laughs> and she would write me uh, two paragraphs and I'd be like, oh, I'm good for a week now. Yeah, Thank that's you. all I needed. I just, I needed, I needed to hear from Miss Dina. I'm good now. That will yeah. keep me going. <laughs> I look back at it every now and then, you know, just the best. And shout out to you, John. No one yeah, gives, I was going to say, Big John. Big John. <laughs> Big John used to intimidate the counselors. <laughs> he has oh. a presence about him, man. I, I love that guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. But They're him walking family. around with his long hair and just looking around, I don't know, he's... He's, he's one of a kind, that guy. He trained me, showed me. Oh, thank God he trained me because I don't know how to, I didn't know how to do any of this I stuff. I know all the grounds here. Oh, like. God. That was totally out of, out, out of my element. You know how many Especially sh- coming from the city. You said New York City. From New York City. So you're to, like, wait, what? Wait, what, what's a tractor? <laughs> Mowing lawns? <laughs> so, yeah, I just absolutely love them. And uh, shout out, and I'm just, you probably know by now, every, I'd say every four or five episodes, we say, Miss Dina, please come on my podcast. I know, Dina. Mr. Sam somehow got me in this room, <laughs> and I'm so nervous. Yeah, yeah. So, you think it's ever going to happen? I don't think it's ever going to happen. 
I don't know. I don't know. She's I a tough one, though. But man, that would be that would be magic. So uh, I wanted to thank you for being so supportive, of course, to oh us. Gosh. You've been amazing, and um, and like I said, I respect you so much. And uh, as a businesswoman and someone who has her doctorate, okay. uh, I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> it just happened, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, as for any of the people, like including my uh, my teachers or anyone else who's young, going into fields or maybe possibly being in a business, do you have any advice? Because you're so accomplished. You're so professional. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Do you have anything? I'm sure you have to tell stuff to your own staff. Like, uh, what what advice do you give to people who are starting out their lives and, and, and want to be the best that they can be? Like, how can they be like Christina oh, DiDonato Dillon? Oh, my gosh. Well, I, that's, that's, that's a little too much. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> but I will say this. Talk about teachers that made an impact. So, what is it? Sixth, seventh? Eighth grade, I don't know. Our teacher used to say, improvise, overcome, and adapt. And then I've just kept saying it. We say as a family, like, improvise, overcome, and adapt. Just keep pushing forward. I think that hard work is the one thing, like, that is essential to what you do. Yes. And you can't ever quit. Yes. Hard, hard work, right? Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not for lack of, like, you know, you just can't quit. Just yeah. if you, and the other thing is, and this is something that my parents really instilled in us is two things. You, you can never like get back your name. So like your name is the most important thing that you're given. Do you know what I mean? Like we talk about Mr. Sam and we're like, Mr. Sam, he's so passionate. He's so, do you know what I mean? Charismatic. He really cares about the kids. But if you, you know. If somebody did that something to tarnish that name, you did something to tarnish that name, oh, that but that's the only thing you have in this world. Do you know what I mean? So like when somebody says my name, I want them to think about that, you know, she honestly cares about the things that she does. Do you know what I mean? And tries to make the best decisions. And then the other thing is like you have to be able to put your head on the pillow at night. That's what my dad always says. Yeah, I think and he even said yeah, that. Yeah, he probably me. did, because it's something that he says all the time, which is just every decision that you make yes. every as you go through your life every moment yes if you know that you honestly did what you thought was the best thing and after really racking in your brain that was the best thing then you could put your head on the pillow night and sleep yes do you it, know what i mean oh i know exactly what you mean because i've uh, throughout my entire career i've had to think did i do the right thing and it all comes back to i always do what i believe is in the best interest of the child mm -hmm. every single time. And I just, I have lived by that motto. I have to. Right. And, 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 and if for whatever reason it turns out to, a mis to be a mistake, I'll learn from it. Um, but no matter what I do, I think it's got to be for the child. It's got to be for their own best interest in, in, in their education and how they grow. And that helps me put my head on my pillow at night. Right. It's like, I know I'm doing it for the kids. Right. Because, and you, you're you're grounded, right? It grounds you too. Yeah, 100%. because you know like what your path is. Yeah, one hundred percent. It is nice to know where your path is, right? right. Yeah. Um. So before we get to the chat pack, oh, I God. I would be. Oh, are you scared? I'm really scared. I talked to my husband about this today. Oh, we got some good ones. I picked oh, some good ones for you. 
Oh, well, I hope you feel the same. Just my real- husband would be so good at this, by the way, because he's the talker. Oh, should we call him? I've got new. I've got a Bluetooth call. No, button. he's like the talker. Like he, you're talking do- pretty darn well. He, but he's he's better than me. <laughs> Drew is Drew is better at this. What up, Drew? We'll chat. We'll chat, Drew. But uh, I just have to ask. I had no idea. You're into the arts. I see. You were vice president of the Eagle Theater. I was. Are you? How did that happen? Um, I have always been really passionate about the town and about, you know, moving forward with the town and keep growing as a community. Are you a theater person? Uh, Okay. So my mom and my brother are huge theater people. Um, I love theater, but I'm not like they're on the stage people. I'm not on the stage. Like stage managing? No, my brother is like. Amazing. He has his master's in theater education. Um, he directs the musicals and the plays at Haddon and Field, um, Morgan High School. And he's just uber talented. Um, and my mom was always singing when we were growing up. And Aww. the star of her high school musicals. And, Get out of here. Yeah, and I can't even carry a tune. Like, it's bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> they definitely, they're the musical talented side. But, um I was more in it for the passion for the town. And are, um, so when amazing. the theater got, you know, so in, I was in the involved in the Eagle in the very, very, very beginning. Wow. So. Was that was that alongside uh, alongside of Jim Donio? Yes. Yeah, we had. Yeah, we have a great they have a great team there now. They've always had a great team. Um, I was really happy that I could be part of it in the beginning and um, still still supporting, but no longer. No longer on the board. See, you've only been here. You haven't been all the places like I have lived in other places. Like, I don't know if you think or have a feeling that the rest of the world is like heaven. There's, I've been to so many places where you'd see the same person maybe once every month or two and say hi or whatever. You don't come together and for the kids, for the families, do these peach festivals and, <laughs> and pumpkin whatevers and truck things and, and, and volunteer or work at an <laughs> Eagle Theater. Like the people who make this town great are people like you who are just spending their time doing what they know is best for our Thank town. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're really, really blessed. And my husband isn't from town. So he constantly reminds me. <laughs> Where'd you find is, that guy? So, um, in Sea Isle. Sea <laughs> Isle City for the Polar Bear Plunge. We met at the Polar Bear Plunge. That's so romantic. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> at the Ocean Drive. Um, so, and he's from Philly. So, like, he's constantly like, this isn't. <laughs> but he, he I, I'm going to speak for Drew and say that he loves it now. He does so. <laughs> love it. Must have been a little culture shock yeah, at first. I think so. Especially first. being married to the daughter of the mayor. I mean, that's that's got to be some real culture shock. So, we, like, our second date... We, he came to Hamilton, and I didn't tell him anything. <laughs> and then we went to eat at what was then Las Lomas, because I was like, oh, my God, where do you bring, like, I really liked them. Get so those I was like, burritos. Oh, my God. What, ex- mm, best burritos. I'm going to miss those burritos. I know. The uh, veggie burrito was, like, to die for. Ooh. Mm. Um, so then we walked to Rocco's, right? And I'm like, um, and then how do you tell, like, you just, you know, you're just getting to know this guy. And I'm like, um, before we walk into Rocco's, I just need to tell you, <laughs> like, <laughs> and at this point, like, I am, I'm very involved in volunteer work and stuff. And my dad's, and I'm like, so my dad's kind of the mayor and I'm kind of like, Ooh, and he's like, I left my jacket in the car. Yeah, yeah, like, and then literally like, 
my cousins are in there. Of like, course. Like, a show lets out at the Eagle. Like, and I'm like, Everybody. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this guy's never going to talk to Did me he again. handle it? He handled it? He handled it like a champ. What? And he's been handling it like a champ ever since. You're the man, Drew. You're the man. And for you... It is time. Oh, no. Okay. I'm fanning out these cards, and it is time for you to choose wisely. Good luck. Everyone hears discussions that they consider boring. What topic can put you to sleep more quickly than any others? Oh, this whole podcast has been so positive. What is What bores Christina? Oh, man. I don't know. Oh, are you interested in everything? No, I'm not interested in everything. <laughs> Wait, didn't we just say Drew could answer these questions really quick? Drew would rattle off <laughs> ten things right now. Um, actually, I'm sorry, Drew. I'm going to say this. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. But Drew would probably Drew is fantastic at what he does. He's the director of business development. Um, for the NBME, and they do um, testing. Oh. And I would say testing is... <laughs> I love you, Drew, so much. And he comes from a family. My in-laws are also in testing. Mm, fascinating. And I try. I try to pay attention as oh, much as I Oh, you're such a sweetheart. Yeah. Sorry, Drew. But as a teacher, <laughs> testing is not... Not the most interesting subject. No, some would say the least. (laughs) Some would say the least. But that does not. Drew is fantastic. She still loves you, Drew. I still love you. And his company is absolutely amazing. (laughs) And the people that he works with are too. (laughs) Next chat pack coming in hot. I get two? You get two. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping for a good one. Do you want to pick for me? Hold on. I was going to say. If if you're going to let me do that. Yeah, I'll let you pick for me. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know what? This one's too much. Okay. Oh, I'm interested in this one. Okay. Thank you for letting me choose. Now uh, that I was totally honest on the last one. <laughs> yeah. What is one item you own that has virtually no monetary value but has the m- most sentimental value that you would not sell it for $1,000? I feel with your family history and all the things you've done, you have to have some kind of memento or something, right? So, um, I... Loved and love my mama. Um, my daughter is actually named after her so much. And on my bedstand are the gloves she wore on her first date with my pop up. Get out of here. And they're on my nightstand every single night. And like Luke and Mina know, like, they can't touch my mom's gloves. No, <laughs> no touching my mom's gloves. Yeah. Um, and they mean a lot to me because I remember her telling me when I was little that she wore them. On her first date with my pop-up. And um, when she passed away, my pop-up was cleaning things out. And um, I have her gloves. And, and they mean more than to me than a lot of things in this world. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let's end on that beautiful note. And before you get out of here, I know you know a gajillion amount of people. You want to give a couple of shout out? Oh, no. Just um, to my husband, who probably is going <laughs> to... <laughs> you mean that Drew guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, and my parents and my brother and Luke and Philomena. Oh, the kids. I want to give a shout out to you, too, Luke. <laughs> you the man, dude. <laughs> He's going to be so jealous when he hears they spent the night with Mr. Sam. Oh, wait. Hold on. Luke, guess who's here? Oh, he's coming over. 
Hey, Luke, it's me, Skeeter. I miss you, buddy. I hope to see you real soon. Skeeter, it is your bedtime. Please go to bed. All right, later, dude. All right, Skeeter was here just to see Luke. (laughs) First time here in Pillars of Hamilton. Luke, that's never happened in the Pillars. Skeeter's never showed up. His favorite person in the world, Skeeter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was for Luke. And Christina, you rock. You're amazing. I can't say enough about you. My wife loves you. I love you. And Hamilton needs you. Thank you, Mr. Sam and Miss Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Christina DiDonato Dillon. Thank you.